Hey there, I'm Wendy Vaughn, sales and marketing coach and the queen of compassion-based selling because, well, selling is all about supporting, not convincing. And I am so glad that you've tuned in to today's episode of the Selling Made Easy show because this show is all about inspiration, not just in learning a simple technique or mindset shift that makes it easier to get clients, but inspiration that happens as we get to peer through the lens of guest entrepreneurs who are blazing their own trails. And those trails have probably included a few unexpected roadblocks, maybe even having to overcome fears or blocks about selling. Now, I believe everyone has their zone of genius, their superpower that's a gift to others, including you. Now, for me, after, well, 22 years of outperforming my peers in sales results, Well, it's almost an x-ray vision that I have when it comes to finding and fixing any sales blind spots within entrepreneurs that are unknowingly causing potential clients to slip away. And with today's guest, her zone of genius is her ability to quickly establish a deep level of trust within others, which supports her to create a safe space for people to openly share what's going on for them without the fear of being judged, labeled, or misunderstood. So I am super excited to introduce Penelope Perry. Now, Penelope is a life and leadership coach with a background as a clinical counselor and leader in healthcare. Now, she's created a program for professionals and leaders to overcome and prevent burnout so they can stay energized, engaged, and loving their work. Well, welcome, Penelope. I am so excited to have you as my guest today. Thank you, Wendy. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And I I just love how you're helping people in those demanding careers and, and leadership roles to fall in love with the work that they do. I can't wait to hear more about this and how you're supporting them to make that big shift. So always top of mind question for me, Penelope, is exactly what was the inspiration or tipping point that prompted you to start your own business? Well, that's a great question. And it's been interesting to think about it because there wasn't really an isolated tipping point for me, but it was more a gradual sort of gathering of inspiration. Okay. I will tell you that the the, the profound turning point was when I first found coaching for myself. Mm. And that was, that was during the early days of the pandemic, which we all remember. Yeah. Those days were oh like, yeah. <laughs> everyone had their own version of a pandemic story. And yep. um, mine was that I was a counselor and the director of an employee assistance program in a large healthcare system. And so my team and I, our sole mission was Mm -hmm. to support the well-being of the healthcare workers in our organization. Mm -hmm. So as you can imagine, it was a very intense time in my organization and for my team and on my staff of five people, five counselors, Two of them were in their 60s with underlying health conditions, and two of them were pregnant. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and add the, co- the the pandemic and COVID to this. So, my goodness. 
Intense. So their vulnerability to COVID was really terrifying for me. Mm-hmm. And we were being called upon to be in person support um, in many cases for the healthcare workers who were caring for patients with COVID. Mm-hmm. And I was terrified that one of them would be in harm's way because of our work. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Literally on the front line. Yes. And uh, I also had three teenagers at home whose lives were upended. And um, like so many people, I was really overwhelmed and just faced with decisions that I'd never had to make before. And so I found coaching through a podcast and it was immediately so powerful for me in just managing my mind, taking care of my emotions and finding my strength each day. Uh, Right, right from the get go, it was helping me day to day. And after, after experiencing that, I knew that I needed to become certified as a coach and begin using these tools with my clients. Wow. Yeah, no, that's, I just love how the progression kind of naturally occurred. You know, you are looking at ways to just do more and be more and in the, in the process, feeling a lot of stress and anxiety and just because of the exposure uh, and everything that was at stake and going to the podcast as a way that you just were naturally looking for more answers and discovered coaching. Exactly. And, and so I became certified as a coach in 2021 and then was using it in my role as a counselor in that healthcare system. And and I just saw the power of it with my clients and fell in love with it and decided that this would be my next chapter to create this coaching practice. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's so empowering to witness other people's transformations and to see them become empowered, right? And, and go from a state of whatever kind of suffering that they're in to a state of the positivity that your coaching brings is so it's so fulfilling, right? It's such meaningful work. So yeah, I love that. Well, so 2021 is kind of what I heard you say in terms of when you started integrating coaching into your role. So, and then from there transitioned fully into being a coach. Um, So has your business mission or vision evolved since you started? Yes. So I started my business in the summer of 2022. I was still working at my job part-time. And then in February of this year, 2023, I left my job and um, went into my business full-time. Nice. Congratulations. That's a big leap. (laughs) It's a lot of courage very big leap. And I knew that I wanted to use coaching, the power of coaching to help people with burnout because of having been in a healthcare system. There was so much burnout even before the pandemic. 
Mm-hmm. And um, I knew that, you know, this was what I wanted to focus on because we had been studying burnout and trying to impact it at the organizational level. And I worked on it with my team and and certainly with myself as well. No one is immune to burnout when you're in a, a caregiving profession. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's uh, unfortunately it is a common experience or state of people's reality that are in that business of serving others in those life and death situations. So uh, it really does take a a lot of inner work to be able to handle that stress and maintain a positivity. So, yeah, I love that. Well, have there been any big roadblocks or challenges that you've had to overcome along the way? Oh, yes. <laughs> so, um, I mean, first of all, this it's definitely not been the path of least resistance. I, I had a, a great job that you know, had a lot of comfort and stability, even though it was a challenging job. And I had had that job for 15 years. It was a job I loved and I had a team that I loved. And so to sort of upset the apple cart in the face of all that didn't make sense at first glance to a lot of people. Oh yeah, no doubt. I'm, I'm lucky you're that probably I'm... a little bit crazy. What did you, you know, what did you right. drink for lunch? Penelope, <laughs> like, exactly. what are you doing? You have it so good. Right. So the thought, right? Right. So, you know, I'm lucky that my husband is very supportive and he's been my biggest cheerleader, but There were definitely people in my circle who don't know about coaching or who have a stereotype of coaching as somehow being less profound or less prestigious than my work as a counselor. And, you know, I just had to let them have their thoughts and opinions and continue with what I felt was my calling. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And that's not always easy to do, right? Because these are people that they have a lot of meaning to you (laughs) you're in relationship with them and and you know if they're seeing things that you're questioning or maybe not a hundred percent certain about it does tend to break down that initial vision and going all in at least for a lot of people you know it's it's like hmm maybe I am a little confused here about what I should do I don't know did that Um, take away from your momentum, having others within your immediate circle that weren't uh, cheerleaders for you? Did you feel any sort of questioning about your vision? I mean, I, I I think that that question of, oh, what is everyone going to think? That's just a natural human question. Sure. Especially I think for women. And um, so I I definitely went through that, but um, it was just sort of all part of the package of my own growth that I needed to listen more to my, my own voice and my inner voice and to what other people might think. And that that actually was really good curriculum for me to, to learn how to do that, because I certainly continue to have to do that as an entrepreneur. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. It requires a lot of that trusting in yourself on yeah. a lot of different levels. So yeah, I love that. Just leaning into honoring 
what you realize that coaching can really do and how that brings you a sense of fulfillment uh, in doing that work. Not only the difference that it makes for others, but the deep sense of satisfaction that, that you felt for yourself. So yeah, yeah, I love that. And Penelope, you're obviously an expert at supporting those professionals and leaders to manage their stress, manage all the demands, still be effective and love their work. But I'm, I'm curious, how do you feel about the sales and marketing part of being in business? How this might feel like a very different skill set. So do you have any challenges or frustrations with this important part of growing a successful business? Well, yes. I mean, I, I can tell you that this part of it is not my favorite at all. And <laughs> probably the most challenging part of the business mm. for me. Mm-hmm. I think for me, I, you know, I, I'm a person who I do, I do trust my ability to get out there and find information and learn and, mm-hmm. um, and, and solve problems that way. But I, I find that there's almost too much information out there about marketing mm-hmm. Um and it can be overwhelming to try to cut through all the noise and 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 find what's right for you and and be able to be strategic about it. It's there's almost too many choices and I think when you're when you're building a business one of the fallacies is that there's one right way. And so um when I get stuck in that kind of thinking I can get very overwhelmed by all, all the information. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I can definitely see that it is, it is the wild west out there of ideas in in marketing land. And, and, uh, you know, the online space is an opportunity for people to express themselves and their business and their, the value of their, of their work in a myriad of different ways. And so it can be confusing and overwhelming as well. Which one, what should I do? What, which one is best for me? Cause obviously you don't want to do all of them. That would be nuts. You would be in the marketing business instead of the coaching business. So well, I would love to provide you with a little bit of insight around that. If you'd like. I'd love that. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, it's interesting um, because what I'm, what I'm hearing is, is focusing on, okay, the marketing, the marketing and the marketing strategy, strategy. What do I do? What do I do? And it's, I love to use analogies. It always helps my clients to make those shifts. And so here's an analogy that popped into my head as you were talking. And it's kind of like if you were to, for the first time, decide, okay, I want to get a vehicle. I'm tired of riding my ATV walking, my bike, using my bike. Um, I, I just, I, I want an actual vehicle. And so you go to a car lot that has everything from trucks to SUVs, to sports cars, to everything, you know, sedans, convertibles, all, everything you can imagine as far as vehicles, you know, big old wide Humvees and tiny little electric cars. And it's like, Oh my God, what, <laughs> what car vehicle is best for me? And then 
the salesperson just starts taking you to every car. Well, try this one, try this one, try this one. And at the end of the day, you're like, oh my God, I'm just so overwhelmed. This has been a, a nightmare. And instead, if we were to say, well, Penelope, what is the main reason you want a car? You might think, well, obviously to get from point A to point B, but for purposes of this analogy, hold with me here. Let's say you were a rancher. Okay. And so you wanted a vehicle that was able to pull a horse trailer and go off into the field uh, to do some maintenance work, you know, to take food, hay, everything into fields. You needed some four wheel drive, but you didn't know all this, right? We're talking about kind of a, a brand new person not knowing cars. Okay. This is a long story, but I'm getting to a point here. And so if you were to really connect with, the actual driving force behind what you needed the vehicle for and the and those kind of criteria, then it would make it easier for you to just go to a car lot and say, hey, I need a four-wheel drive truck, uh, excellent, you know, such and such leader of an engine and boom. Oh, great. Here's your two choices. So that's what we're wanting to get to with marketing, right? It doesn't have to be the sea of confusion. And here's the, here's how we do that. So First off, it comes down to your ideal client mm -hmm. and the service that you provide. Those are the two main indicators and so, or criteria, I should say. So the first and foremost is where is it that your specific ideal client is hanging out? And that's why it's so important to really refine down to exactly who it is in this iteration of your business that you want to serve, which allows you to then find where these people are hanging out. Okay, so now it might be healthcare systems. It might be they're active on LinkedIn. It might be business associations, those kinds of things, just depending on who your ideal client is. And then now we can design a marketing strategy that allows you to effectively bring awareness to those specific people in a way that allows them to learn more about you and realize the benefits of the work that you do. Does that help? Yes. And I haven't given you any specifics, but a, a, a vantage point, right? Uh, the main thing is to really understand where your ideal clients are already hanging out or already um, engaging. And then how is it that you can position the information about the work you do in a way that builds their interest to want to further engage with you? So yeah. hopefully that's provided you with just a little bit of at least criteria in, in terms of looking at the myriad of different marketing strategies out there. So, you know, and it's interesting to me as I'm, you know, talking with you about getting yourself out there and, and finding where your potential clients are already hanging out as a generic kind of word and be become aware and you know, increase their awareness of the work that you do. So the thing that kind of popped into my mind is, these busy professionals and leaders that are facing this kind of burnout and 
high levels of stress and they're, you know, they're not sleeping well. They're not really taking that great a care of themselves probably because their work is just so demanding. It's consuming them. So one of the things that in my mind I'm thinking is that they might utilize artificial intelligence as a resource to find out, okay, how can I better deal with a demanding job and the responsibilities of being a leader in a way that allows me to be more productive and not so stressed out. So that might be a channel that people would go to for answers. But when I'm listening to the work that you do, and and especially when we talked about your zone of genius, it seems like there's a huge gap between the to-do steps, the action steps, and really understanding what's going on below the surface or the, the complexities that go into supporting a person to transform out of feeling burnout into a level of joy. So can you maybe speak to that a little bit more in terms of the, the limitations of artificial intelligence? Yes. I mean, I think this is an important question right now because um, certainly there are places where artificial intelligence can be incredibly useful, um, but they are very specific places. And I think in the work that I do, um, you know, AI may be able to offer an inventory of actions that have been scrubbed from the internet, but the last thing that a person with burnout needs is a simple list of more things to do. Right. That's a really good point. That is an excellent point because that leads to more burnout, right? <laughs> that doesn't help the problem. An AI cannot feel human emotion and that is foundational mm. to coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's actually a phrase from the counseling and coaching field and it's called holding space. And holding space means listening with your whole heart and mind and without any judgment or agenda, just connecting with the client and whatever they bring. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's more of a bearing witness to them and their suffering and their struggle and creating a place where they can feel less alone and less broken Mm, and holding space requires, it simply requires human emotions, empathy, compassion, curiosity, and AI cannot hold space for another, for a person, for a human. And, And the people I'm serving are struggling with overwhelm and burnout. And the, the gold standard of, sort of medicine for those things is actually human connection. And AI is the antithesis of human connection. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's powerful. I hadn't really thought of it in those terms in terms, you know, the, the real value of coaching is, is holding space and providing that aligned guidance support everything then is, is goes from there. So yeah, that's powerful. I love that. Well, Penelope, I'm kind of at the edge of my seat here. So how do you work with those busy, um, high profile 
professionals and leaders who are managing so much in their day-to-day life and responsibilities and roles in their work to finally stop burnout or prevent it or manage it in a way that they can be extremely successful and love the work that they do. Can you share just a few more details about your approach? Yeah, so I I feel very lucky to have been trained in my coaching method by the Life Coach School. And the method that I learned is grounded in cognitive behavioral theory and positive psychology and mindfulness. And that really dovetails really well with my background as a counselor. And so my coaching is really centered around empowering people to learn to coach themselves in real time. I, I really think this is the key to overcoming anything or creating whatever you want in life. And I've created a program that is both a 12 module course and 12 sessions of coaching. So it typically takes about three months and the professionals who go through my my program learn these, um, these tools and skills to be able to manage their minds differently and feel and process their emotions rather than feeling like they're just at the effect of these things. And that's incredibly empowering because so much of burnout is about feeling um, feeling overwhelmed by all the things you can't control. So I help people really dial in to what they can control in any situation and and have a set of tools so that they can make the most of those things. And I offer this to people all over the world. I meet with people over the Zoom platform uh, virtually and um, I do this individually and, and more locally. Uh, I'm now dabbling in offering this to groups and um, that's proving to be really powerful too. So I'm hoping to expand that um, online in 2024 as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. I love the approach. It's, it's, it's truly the essence of empowerment, right? You're, you're providing the tools, the skills, the techniques for people to manage their own mind, their own kind of what they can control, right? And understand what they can't control. And within that lives a sense of peace. Exactly. And the ability to um, more proactively manage all the responsibilities and demands in a way that doesn't put them and their abilities in a jeopardized kind of situation. So yeah, I love that. Fantastic. Well, how can listeners learn more about this and, and uh, the work that you do? So I have a website. It's um, PenelopePerry.com and that's Perry with an I. And uh, that's the best place for people to learn more about me. And I have uh, the ability to easily book a consult with me. I'm, um, I always like to start off with a free consult with the person to hear more, learn more about them and see if if this is a good fit. So mm-hmm. I would suggest okay. starting there. All right. Fantastic. So that's Penelope Perry and that's, you'll find listeners, you'll find the link in the show notes. Perry is with two R's and an I. And uh, yeah, that's fantastic. I love the fact that you offer a free consultation just to 
gain more clarity around the work that you do. And obviously, I'm sure you provide a lot of value within that within that conversation. So fantastic. Well, Penelope, you've already shared so many golden nuggets of wisdom here through our conversation. Uh, but if I could tap on you one last time uh, in looking at your own experience in building your business, what's some advice that you can share with, say, a frustrated entrepreneur who's maybe questioning their decision to have even started their own business or they're doubting their ability to succeed? So um, certainly this is something that I, I relate to and I have learned over the course of this first year of my business that, you know, self-doubt is really normal and universal, especially when you're putting yourself out there and trying to create something new. And, you know, what I like to remind myself is that the doubt is just your brain trying to protect you. It's just trying to keep you safe. There's a huge part of our brains that it's evolved so that its whole function is just to keep us in the cave. Mm. And so I like to just, just when I, when the self-doubt comes up, just remind myself that that's what's, that's what that's all about. And it's, not a, a referendum on my ability or my capacity. It's just, it's just my brain trying to keep me safe because I'm doing hard, brave things. And I just let it be there along for the ride. And I keep moving forward. Mm. Yeah. And the, the other thought that really always helps sort of break, break me out of my overwhelm or self-doubt is that this isn't about me. When I, when I turn my thoughts to the people that I want to serve, and I, I, I think of just one of those people who's struggling, who's working so hard and feeling discouraged and perhaps hopeless, um, that just settles down all of my self-absorbed drama, and it just gets me right back to work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is powerful to realize right. it's it's not about you. It's about them. It's about improving and supporting and empowering them through the skills, expertise, life journey, zones of genius, all those things that you have. Yeah. And I, I know that that person out there needs me to trust myself. Just, mm -hmm. just like if all the people who've helped me in my life, if they had not overcome their self-doubt, mm -hmm. how what a loss that would have been. And right. so yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, thank you so much for sharing both of those. I love those. Just realizing that doubts are your brain doing its thing and wanting to keep you safe. That's all. And so it's almost like, okay, thank you. Thank you for wanting to keep me safe. Now I'm going to go ahead and do this because <laughs> it's okay. And then the last one you shared in terms of just realizing that it's it's not about you. You're not the focus. It's the focus of those that you're serving. So yeah, those are both really powerful, gold, truly golden nuggets of wisdom. So thank you, Penelope, for sharing both of those. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's just been so great hearing about your journey from the powerful and important work that you did for a decade and a half within the healthcare space, providing that 
important support to employees and especially within the um, pressure cooker situation of the pandemic and realizing in that moment, oh my gosh, you know, there's something I need to do to support myself listening to this podcast that broaden your view of an opportunity to receive coaching. And then thinking in terms of the impact that that can make, not just for you, but for others, and stepping into now this impactful work that you're doing as a life and leadership coach, where you're supporting those professionals and leaders to overcome and prevent burnout so that they can stay energized, engaged, and loving their work. So I've really enjoyed our conversation, and I just want to thank you so much for being a guest on my show today. Thank you, Wendy. It's it's truly been a pleasure. Yeah, and for our listeners, remember, you can reach Penelope Perry through her website by the same name, PenelopePerry.com. And if what she's been sharing has resonated with you, schedule that free consult. Have a conversation. All right. Well, for all our listeners, remember, when it comes to building a business that brings you joy and has an endless flow of high-paying clients, well, don't overlook the power of what I call compassion-based selling, where you've fully supported your potential client's decision-making process by providing them with everything they need to feel confident and excited about saying, yeah, this sounds great. So are you 100% confident that you're fully supporting your potential clients? Well, if you're curious, reach out to me and apply for a sales blind spot coaching session. You may be surprised by what we discover. All right. Well, this is Wendy Vaughn, Chief Paradigm Shifter and Sales and Marketing Success Coach. And you can find me and our next podcast episode at PredictableSalesResults.com. Well, thank you for tuning in to today's episode with Penelope Perry. And as always, here's to your success.